guess he's got gold skin. I mean, sometimes they're just right here. They just make him look uh, like he's Hold on. hand. Phone's ringing. Hold on, let me stop it. Who's calling during the show? Stupid telemarketers. Those mother. Exactly. All right, back to Adam Warlock. Welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano. And with me back today is my brother, Joe. Hey, Joe, what's up? Hello. And we are here today to do a little different than what we normally do on the show. Uh, besides doing something current, which normally, because normally we're back in the Bronze Age, we're also not doing one issue today, but three. We are starting our coverage of the Infinity Countdown story. Guardians of the Galaxy, issue 150, Infinity Countdown, Adam Warlock, and Infinity Countdown Prime. Now, Joey, you read these books, right? Yes. Okay, good. Just making sure. Just making sure I told you which ones we were doing. Yes. I read them all. Yeah. So this is the prelude issues. This is the prelude month setting up the whole Infinity Countdown story, which in itself is basically setting up the Infinity War story. It's all big stuff. Beginning. Yes, it's the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. And so we're going to get started on Guardians in just a second. I'm just going to not give my normal length one, but I'm going to give a brief synopsis of it. And then me and Joey will be back to cover the issue. Black Sheep, Scoundrels, Weirdos, Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, Drax the Destroyer, Gamora, Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot learned to look after their own interests, then discovered they could not stand by when the universe was in peril. They have no official jurisdiction, but if you're in trouble, or if you got a line on a score, in the Milky Way, you can call on the Guardians of the Galaxy. In their time undercover in the Nova Corps, the Guardians uncovered the corruption they've expected, and much, much worse. Spies from the Fraternity of Raptors have infiltrated the Corps, hoping to destroy them from the inside. And now the Raptor army has arrived. And that's not all. Yoltron zombie bots are running amok. Monstrous tree-like creatures are attacking across the universe. Peter found an infinity stone the size of a building, and is trying to keep it a secret. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to the Guardians, mysterious forces are afoot. Guardians of the Galaxy number 150, Don't Fear the Reaper. Written by Gary Duggan. Art by Aaron Cooter and Marcus Toe. Coloring by Ian Herring. Lettering, VCs Corey Petit, 
Logo and design, Manny Medros. Cover art by Alex Ross. Editors, Axel Alonzo, Annalise Bissa, and Jordan D. White. Cover dated March 2018. On sale date was January 3rd, 2018, with a cover price of $4.99. Somewhere, Adam Warlock reflects on his life and catches a glimpse of the future, filled with destruction and death. He awakens to find that all a dream, but quickly realizes he is in Soul World, and it is time for him to live again. Meanwhile, at The Rock, headquarters of the Nova Corps, the members of the fraternity of raptors who have infiltrated the Nova Corps are ready to strike. But their surprise attack turns out to be not a surprise at all, as the loyal Novas along with the Guardians of the Galaxy are ready for them. The battle goes well for our heroes, until a raptor ship shows up and attacks. However, that turn for the raptors does not last long, as Ant-Man sneaks aboard the ship and destroys it by growing the giant size, smashing his way out. Unfortunately, this happened too late, as one of the raptors had learned the Novas are guarding an infinity stone, and radios out to the rest of his group. This message is heard not just by the raptors, but also the Skrulls, the Ultron, and the Chachari. Earth Nova Richard Ryder arrives too late to help in the battle, but alerts the Guardians that the Elder of the Universe, the Gardener, has gone crazy, and is attacking the planet Telfernia using giant trees. The Guardians head out to deal with that, but not before Drax leaves the team. He has recently decided against the taking of life, and fighting with the Guardians leads to that too often. To help Drax out, Peter Quill brings him to where the giant-sized Power Stone is hidden, so he can watch over it. Back in Soul World, Adam finds a part of Gamora's soul, one that looks very much like an old version of her. She begs Adam to help her escape, but he says he cannot, and in fact, he's not even sure who she really is. Adam leaves Soul World alone, and breaks out of his cocoon into reality, only to come face to face with Kang the Conqueror. What a beautiful summer day. Bob, it's Wednesday, hump day. There's so much to do. A new exhibit at the gallery? Let's go to the park and have a picnic. I got a better idea. Let's head over to the bar and catch a show and stir up some trouble. Now, Barbara, we can't do that. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, no. That means... New comic book day. It's time for the gal to walk into a comic shop. My Wednesdays might be shot, but that just means that come Tuesday, you guys get to listen to a new episode of A Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop, a comic book podcast where each week I do something I never thought I'd do, read comic books. It's about sharing passion. Introducing new readers to the world of comics. Playing crazy quizzes. Singing songs. And giving reviews and commentary on the latest releases. Join us every Tuesday on A Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop. Search for us on iTunes, Stitcher. Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. How can they resist? I wish I could have. And we're back. So quick. I know. So, Joey, Guardians 150. So let's start. What do you think about the cover? Who's that in the middle? Is that Adam Warlock? Yeah. He's uh, kind of naked. Yeah, I guess he is naked. Well, he looks the way he did in the original when he first showed up. Does he? Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, well, it's at it's Alex Ross cut art instead of Jack Kirby, but yeah, that's basically how he looked originally. The same haircut. Did he have all those abs? Yeah, okay. and he only wore like a tidy. He like he wore like a zip uh, speedo. Oh yeah, I've said this before. He actually looked very much like Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture Show, just more orange, you know, more orange colored. Yeah, like I can yellow, see that, or more yellow colored, I should say. 
Yeah, I can see that. Why does it look like he's fighting? It looks like he's fighting the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's supposed to be just him coming out of the cocoon and the energy exploding. Oh, it really looks like... Uh, what's his face? Batista. Drax. <laughs> Drax, yeah. It looks like Drax is coming after him. Well, to be fair, Drax probably is anyway. He's Drax. True. Although this scene does not happen in the issue. No. Really doesn't have anything to do with the issue. Yeah. I mean, he does come out of the cocoon and the Guardians are in the issue, but never the twain shall meet. Still cool cover. Yeah. Now, you're reading the digital version of this, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, because I have the physical one and it has actually has two covers. It has the one you're looking at, but the main cover is the same version, but one of those like 3D image ones. No way. Yeah, it's like the kind of moving versions. Well, I want to see that. Well, let's see. Put me on video real quick. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, I don't even have to go on video. You just go on video. I had there. you, and then I lost you. Can you see? Yeah, I can oh, see. Oh, there that. I am. Yeah. Is that the 3D? Oh, wait. I can't really. It's kind of like moving. Yeah, I can't really see it that. Oh, I'll see it a little bit. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right, now I'm into it. Now I like it. Good. All right. So, on to the Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Don't Fear the Reaper. Is that the name of the title? Yeah. Yep. Well, you know what song you should play. No, that's true. I'll see if I put bring that up and play that during the uh, synopsis. Yeah, man. I'll probably forget until I record edit this. And I go, oh, yeah. Play the one with the, the cowbell. So everyone listening, you'll know in what order I edited stuff. Because if I recorded, if I did the uh, synopsis first, there won't be music. But if I recorded this, if I edit this part first, there'll be music during the synopsis. So if you pay attention, you'll learn something here today. It's completely useless. But you learn something. And that's what counts. Yes. Okay, so did you read this little... Speaking of which, on that first page, did you read that little uh, previously thing? Yes. So any questions based on that first? Um, reading it again now. All right, well, just... So, why, so they are undercover in the Nova Corps. Yeah. And... Because spies of the fraternity of raptors have infiltrated infiltrated the corps. Yeah. And the raptors are those guys with the claws. And that's why they that's why they be, uh, went undercover, because they knew that was happening or Um well I didn't read the previous issue, so I don't know whether they knew it was the Raptors or they knew or the Nova they just knew there was a reason to go undercover for, for in the Novas because it was a problem. Yeah, I actually skimmed through some of it, but I already forgot, so... All right, whatever. The important stuff is the Adam stuff, yeah. I tried to be prepared for this podcast. Now, the part about, you know, and the next part says about Yultron zombie bots and monstrous tree-like creatures, those will come up later. They're not in this issue, but they'll come up later. Yeah, yeah, that I know. Okay. All right. So, we start off with Adam Warlock being... Melodramatic, as usual, staring mm. into the water, and um, he's changing. 
he starts off as like the classic 70s version and then we see like all the different versions of adam warlock there have been or most of what they're trying to imply that he's changing right then and there i think so because if he starts off in that first panel in that old costume from the 70s and then on the second page he's wearing the new costume yeah you're right look at that is that uh, the purple guy in the middle? Is that supposed to be uh, Magus? Make, yeah. Magus? Yep. Why does he have an afro? Because that's how he looked in the 70s. Really? Yeah. I did not oh, know yeah. that. And he's a girl? He was a girl? Uh, yeah. It, when in, at, at the end of Infinity Gauntlet, remember he has the Infinity Gauntlet? He's God, basically? Yeah. And what he did was, what's revealed later on is... To be a better ruler of the universe, he decides to get rid of all good and evil from himself. So he kicks them out, basically, of his body. So he just rules. He's just running on pure logic. The evil version of him is basically the Magus coming back, and the goddess is the good version, pure good version of him. She's in the Infinity Crusades. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I remember. Okay. What do you think of his new outfit? It's a little busy for me. Yeah. I don't need the boots with the knee pads. You know, either lose some of the pouches or lose the knee pads, and I'd be happier. I think with the haircut, he just kind of doesn't look like Adam Warlock anymore, and more like Robin or Bucky with blonde hair. Mm. True. He even got a staff. Did he always have a staff? Well, he did have a staff before. If you actually look at the page before, he's carrying one. With the one with the bird on the top. Do you see that? I see the picture of Magus. Magus? Is my saying his right name right? Magus, Magus, either one. Yeah, if you're looking at that panel, there's a picture of him with no no clothes on, because that's the original version of him as him. There's the one of him, the lightning bolt in his chest. That's from the uh, early Warlock series when he was on Counter-Earth. And then you see the Warlock that came out of Infinity Cruci- Gauntlet with the uh, mostly black costume with the red arms and legs. What am I looking at? <laughs> the the panel with the Megas in it. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I see it. You're right. He had a staff back then, but it had like a bird thing on top. Yeah. This one's just a staff. Yeah. Oh, I sent you a picture of the Megas from the 70s. I see it. Funny. I, lo- I like the Afro better than the way the Megas looked in the uh, Infinity War with the slick back hair. That's the only way I know what he looks like is Infinity War. Well, because that was like 1992, not 1975. Yeah. But I like the Afro better. It's more fun. So, yeah, so I I think the costume's a little too busy. I mean, it's okay, but at least they kept the color scheme, you know, red, yellow, and black. Yeah. I don't know. Does he really need pouches? Yeah, what's he got in there? I don't know. I mean, unless he's going to hold the Infinity Gems in there. Yeah. But it's like he never he doesn't eat and drink. So it's not like he needs money or stuff. I don't know if he sleeps. And then if you notice, Adam's having a conversation with himself. Mm hmm. And it looks like the two different versions, because you see the one the next page where he says, we're watching creation happen before our very eyes. That's the new Adam. And then look at the next panel it says where he says, no, look again, you're worth witnessing destruction. Yeah, he's talking to his old self. Yeah, it's like, I wonder if he's, I wonder if the old self is in the reflection. Oh, let's see, wait. No, no because in the, 
in the picture before, he's he's got the same outfit on. Yeah. Well, I guess he could have appeared. Yeah, I wonder if that's there for the talk. But yeah, Adam's getting a vision of the future with a whole bunch of dead heroes. A couple dead heroes. Although I'm not sure who all of them are. Uh, Drax, Raccoon, Raccoon, Groot, Groot, Hulk, Hulk. I'm assuming that's Cable. Yeah, I guess that's Cable. Now, um, the two on the top, the two closest to us, the guy with the beard is Star Lord. And is the other guy Nova? Maybe, maybe you're right. Nova is that his Nova? I thought it was. Uh, I I assumed it was um, uh, Ant Man, but no, you're but, right. The Nova. It does look like it could be the Nova costume, just with the wrong coloring, basically. Because that middle part should be blue, not yellowish. But then again, everything has a weird tint to it. Let's just go with Nova. What's his name? Nova. It, like uh, yeah, but Richard name? Ryder. Richard Ryder. And that's his son that was in, uh, that was uh, running the uh, the title for a while. No, no, no. That was the son of another Nova. Oh, uh, I don't know Nova that much. So, but this one's Richard Ryder. Yeah, he's the one who was first appeared as Nova. Got it. Yeah, he's the Nova everyone thinks of usually. And Nova basically is the Green Lanterns of Marvel, right? More or less, yeah. More or less, okay. See, actually, I'm glad you said Nova, because I couldn't figure out who that was. I was actually saying it looks kind of like this guy. And who is that? But right, doesn't the costume kind of look like it? Yes, it does. Well, that, he's got big two. Well, in this one, he's got two big circle yeah. nipples. Right where his yeah. nipples would be. That's and Cosmic that one, Boy. there's like four circles. That's Cosmic Boy, but that's from the Legion of Superheroes, and that's DC. But that's why I was very confused. I'm like, who the heck is that? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Duh, it's Nova. Nova. That would make more sense. Although at some point in this series, we will see a DC character briefly. Really? Not in this issue, but one of the other ones coming up. But anyway, so Adam wakes up because this is a nightmare. I do like one thing. I like he has other stuff hanging off his belt. Like a little skull? Yeah. That's kind of cool. I'm entertained by that. Because if you notice in his other costumes, he always had like a little skull thing on there somewhere. Like he had the skull brooch, you know, holding his cape on. Yeah. So now it's like he's not wearing it like that, but he still has like the little skull hanging off his belt. It's kind of cool. Yeah, he still wants to keep it around. It's like something you buy at a convention. You're like, oh, this is kind of a neat thing. I guess I'll, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I'll hang it off my belt. There you go. They should do an issue on where he, he got that skull. He was at New York Comic Con. No, I think he killed some small little creature. <laughs> Took his skull. Well, we already answered a question that you had uh, just two minutes ago. Does does Adam Warlock sleep? Oh, yeah, you're right. Duh. Not only does he sleep, he sleeps in his clothes. Yeah. And has nightmares, apparently. And then he realizes that he's back in Soul World. So I guess he's been there since the whole time since the last time he was killed. And you remember what Soul World is, right? Yes. Yeah, it's the world inside the Soul Gem. So he decides he's going to be free. And then we get the whole thing with the Raptors attacking the you know the, guard, the Guardians and the Novas fighting the Raptors. Why do all the Raptors have Wolverine claws? They always have. Uh, they don't know. They just have claws in one hand. Oh, okay. So they all have claws. They're not Wolverine. They're not anti. 
Be, well, the main reason is this. There was a character called Darkhawk. And uh, the premise, because Darkhawk is going to come up in this series, in, in these stories eventually. Darkhawk was a teenage kid who found this mystic, this amulet, and he was able to use it to, cha- to uh, change his body, change himself into basically something that looked like the Raptors. It was kind of like a Captain Marvel thing. He would switch places with it, but his brain would still be in charge. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, they end up part of the reveal of the origin of Darkhawk was this whole fraternity of Raptors thing. That's where they come from. Mm-hmm. But Darkhawk was created in, like, 1990. And what was one of the most popular things in Marvel in 1990? Claws. Wolverine, yeah, and Wolverine. So, they have Wolverine claws in one hand. I'm assuming that because it looked cool and would probably help sell it. These guys have claws on both hands. Oh, they do? Yep. Well, huh? let's see, wait. Some of them do, some of them don't. Well, well it makes sense. You're going to have them. Might as well have them on both hands. Yeah. And I don't know why you would only want claws on one hand. I just realized something. I had notes for this, and I forgot to open them up. Get your notes out. All right. So yeah. So apparently the Raptors. Now this is the weird thing. The Nova. You know the Raptors are making their plan to attack the other no, to attack the Novas. And you see what they say? The Nova Corps have arrested the drunks, grifters, and cell swords in their ranks. They will never be weaker than they are right now. Wouldn't you assume an organization would be stronger if they get rid of all the crappy members? I mean, wouldn't you assume if, like, let's say the police are corrupt and they get rid of all the corrupt cops, so you have a whole bunch of now just loyal, dedicated police officers, isn't that the, wouldn't you go, ah, crap. You know, yeah, but they're also smaller now. I kind of get it. I guess. That like, could, they I need guess to, they now, now they need to, like, let's say if a police department got rid of 50% of their corruption, you know, those cops were doing their jobs. They were just doing illegal stuff, too. So now they only have half the the payroll left, so they would probably have to uh, restock, you know, start hiring some more cops. No, you got a point. Okay, I can go with that. Yeah, let's just go with that. Yeah, so they're all fighting each other now, and I'm very amused by uh, Groot in the uh, Nova costume. Why is he baby Groot in the comics? I don't know. Okay. But I guess for some reason they wanted to go along with Baby Groot in the movies, right? Yeah, because he's Baby Groot in the cover, too. So we'll go with it. We'll go with it. And apparently Drax has issues of killing people now. Yeah, isn't this, like, is this meant to be funny or not? No, he actually, I guess he's supposed, based on what we see in the issue, he actually does, I guess, doesn't want to kill anymore. Although he's very melodramatic about it. But that's, this scene is hilarious. Oh no, it happened again! Yeah, he's like, oh, I killed another one! Yeah, it's very, um, like I said, it's very melodramatic. Another soul I've accidentally claimed. Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, that's not your fault, buddy. You threw him. You didn't mean to. He's getting, he's too hard on himself. I think so. And Rocket's having fun fighting spaceships. Yes. Now, do you see the guy Rocket's talking to? Yes, the obvious version of uh, Green Lantern's wise men, right? Well, yeah, he is. No, he's more than that. What are the Green Lantern? Uh, what are those guys called? The Guardians. <laughs> okay. He's, so the he's, Guardians of the of the Lantern Corps, right? Yeah, the Guardians of the Universe. Guardians of the Universe. Well, this is a character named Scott Adsit. A D S I T. 
Um, okay. He used to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. He's been around since Deadpool number one from 2013, written mm-hmm. by Gary Dugan and Brian Posehn. And he's based on an actor, visually, named Scott Astz. What's uh, his actor been in? Well, he was the. Did you see Big Hero Six? Because he was the voice of Baymax. No. Okay. Did you watch Thirty Rock? Not really. Oh, uh, he's one of the main characters, Pete. I didn't watch it either, so I, <laughs> I know that from looking up on like I'm looking up some stuff on him, but apparently he's one of the main actors from Thirty Rock. Let's see. What's his name? Scott Atz. A D S I T. Oh, well, he does look like him. Yeah. Well, remember, because remember, he was created by Gary Dugan and Brian Posehn. So I'm assuming Brian Posehn is friends with Scott Adsit. And so he made him a sort of superhero. I mean, hey, that's kind of cool if your friends will do that. One of the most unlikely guys to look like a superhero. Well, he he looks very unlikely in the the, uh, comic, too. But I mean, I guess, A, it sounds like he's one of the guys in charge, so he doesn't have to be the active guy running around. And two... Novas, you know, get their power. You know, it doesn't matter what you look like as a Nova. You got the you got the costume gives you all the superpowers. Yeah, it looks like they just said, "All right, well, the the uh, the Green Lanterns have those old old balding men, so let's get one of our guys to be old and balding." Yeah, but they found a real guy. I like the trick Ant Man uses here. Ant Man's good in this issue. Got laying Ant Man. Yes, it is. He rides the light wave to the Raptor ship and then grows giant and smashes right through the ship. Yeah, he does that, doesn't he? Which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't think I would have sacrificed myself like that, but, you know. Well, he didn't sacrifice himself. He's hurt, but he's alive. But the yeah, best but part he is- says he doesn't know he's going to make it, so I don't That's... know why you're going <laughs> to... Well, I guess they were like, well, if we don't, you know, we, we might die anyway, so... You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he saves the day. And the best part is Rocket, Rocket's reaction to the whole thing. He takes all the credit. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've seen in weeks. Hey, what happened? You don't remember? Oh, I, 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 I saved you. And blew up the ship. <laughs> and I can hear this in Rocket's voice from the movie, too. Yeah. But apparently one of the, one of the raptors escaped from being captured and uh, heard... Something about apparently I'd heard uh, Peter Quill talk about finding one of the Infinity Stones. That's what's setting up some problems for the next issues because now the Raptors know that there's Infinity Stones running around. And he's talking to Magneto. No, no, the head of the Raptors. Onslaught. Talonar. He looks like Magneto or Onslaught. Yeah, a little bit. It's the lighting. His costume isn't as red normally. Yeah, Peter is not very good at uh, secrets. He's uh, he just kind of talked about the uh, yeah. He talks about the like I, I read uh, some of the stuff beforehand, or I skimmed through it. He's just talking about the uh, the stones in front of everybody. Yeah, he's not that bright. No, he's not. He's pretty dumb. But anyway, it makes an interesting story. Yeah, and then everyone gets changed very very quick. Did you notice that? They all get changed in seconds. Oh, yeah. Because they're all wearing the costumes still, the Nova costumes. And Drax says, I quit. And then the next panel, Star-Lord's like, I'm sorry, what? But they're all, and now they're all in their original costumes again. Look at that. 
Yeah, it's definitely Nova in the beginning because you can see it's got the yellow. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's definitely Nova. <laughs> but I'm very amused by that thing of the whole changing. It's almost like he said, I quit. And they're like, hold on. We're going to go change. And then we're coming right back to this. Well, you see Peter, Peter Quill with this, putting his jacket on or taking his jacket off. Yeah, but if you notice, Gamora's fully in the Nova costume, and so is Rocket yeah. and Groot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Totally one to the other. I mean, not that it matters, but it's just kind of amusing to imagine, if, you know, like to actually make that logical. It's like, well, what happened then? Did they like go, oh, hold on, we got change. Don't hold that thought. <laughs> hey, you're missing two panels. One panel where they walk away and change, and the other panel where they come back. Go, okay. Continue. Where were we? They might not have had room in this comic book. They had to get rid of some panels. So, <clears throat> Drax wants to leave and wander the galaxy, basically. He wants to be Kane from Kung Fu, kind of like uh, Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. He doesn't want to kill anyone. Which is just like an ongoing thing with him, right? He's always... He goes back and forth between killing, love to kill it. He loves killing, and then he doesn't want to kill anymore. I don't know if they've ever done the no, don't want to kill anymore thing. Oh, I thought they did. All right, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing it. Don't go by me. You need to put disclaimers in this podcast that I, if I say something, that doesn't mean it's true. I think I'm, I'm being the disclaimer for you. Okay. Thanks. Hi, by the way, hi, Kitty. Oh, here. She's very loud. It's all right. It's only purring. Sweetie, settle down. Yeah, she's just purring. It's fine. I'm just amused. So we get now our look at one of the Infinity Stones, and apparently um, things have changed. Because that's a big stone. Yes. All of a sudden, it's huge. And they used to look like nice little gems before. Now it's like a, just a random rock. And they've changed the color, too. For the movie. For the movies. Yeah, because this is the Power Stone, and that used to be red. And now, now it's, it's more like... Yeah, now it's purple. Were any of the stones purple before? The Space Stone. All right. So, as far as we know right now, the Power Stone is now purple. Yep. Drax is going to stay there and watch the stone while they go out and deal with other stuff. And this way he doesn't have to kill people. So he's happy. That's so stupid. You don't think that anybody's going to... Obviously, people are going to be looking for it at one point or another. You have a purpose, so you might need to kill somebody if they come after you. Yeah, I guess he's hoping. I guess I mean, the ch I guess they're hoping that if, since they don't know the Raptors know, they're hoping if no one knows, it'll be a you know less chance of him having to fight somebody than if he goes with the Guardians. Yeah, or they could have had him do something else, like you know, write their memoirs or something, or just not kill people. Yeah, or you know, do dispatch. You know, somebody needs to answer phones. Yeah. Of course, the problem is everyone now knows that they have the power stone. And they knew that. That Wait, see, that's dumb because they knew that word got out. They killed that guy that was talking to. Uh, who was he talking to? The guy you think is Magneto. Yeah. What's his name? Talonar. Talonar. They knew that everybody knew. They knew that they had a leak. Star-Lord right. is not a good leader. That's the That's the problem. That is the problem. That's fine, you know, let's, you know, we can move past it. But the real main problem here is that Star-Lord is really, really not doing a good job. I agree with you. 
but I do like this part where basically it's like the telephone game. Everyone in the universe knows that the, they have the Infinity Stone. So who knows? We have Ultron, Pimtron. Yeah. Um, Hank Pym and Ultron, which I want to read that story. But Hank Pym and Ultron merging as one, so they know. Who else? Uh, it looks like the scrolls. Yeah, okay, that's the scrolls. Looks like this, whoever this woman is, Talinda, or I have no idea who she is, is selling the, is selling it there to people. So pretty much anyone who wants to pay for it. And the Chitauri know. Who are the Chitauri? They're basically the aliens that they used in the first Guardi- uh, the first Avengers movie. Oh, okay. Got it. But the important thing is we go back to Adam Warlock and the Soul Gem. And Gamora's there. Old Gamora. I'm not sure yet exactly how that works. That I guess maybe a, I don't know. Maybe like a piece of her still stayed after she left the Soul Gem originally. I don't know, but he doesn't even seem to like her very much. He well, doesn't yeah, seem he, to trust her. Or is that even her? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he, she says. You know, he says it'll be impossible to help her. She says even for an old friend, and he says I'm not sure who you are. So we're not sure what that is going on with Gamora, but there's whether it is even is Gamora or not. We don't know. But Adam leaves the stone and he comes out of his cocoon. And he sees. So you know who that is? Kang. Yep, Kang the Conqueror. The story's just starting to get interesting. We have much to discuss. What's he got in the background? All right, he's got a Green Goblin's hang glider. Yep. Was it Vision's body or outfit? I think so. Uh, looks like a weird version of that. Is that Silver Surfer's board? That's Silver Surfer's board. Um, there's Thor's hammer. Where's Thor's hammer? Between, okay, down there. All yeah, right. Now there's another hammer there. I don't know whose that is. The bigger one. Yeah. It looks like the hammer Steel used, but Steel member was from you know DC, so it yeah. can't be that one. Um, I'm not sure who the trident belongs to. Okay. It might be from Andromeda. She's an Atlantean. Okay. And again, I'm not sure who the sword belongs to, but Andromeda was in the Defenders, so the sword could be Valkyries, maybe, because she was in the Defenders. But we have a couple of masks. It looks like Magneto's helmet, the Goblin mask, Spider-Man's mask, and Captain America's helmet. Uh, the other side, we've got Professor X's wheelchair, oh, hover chair. Oh, yeah, his 90s hover chair. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that's a cosmic cube on that stand. Okay. Uh, Bucky's arm. Oh, yeah. Both of Cap shields. Mm-hmm. Now, that one definitely looks like Magneto's helmet, so I'm not sure if the other one is also Magneto's helmet or someone else's. It's hard to yeah. tell. Uh, Iron Man's original armor. Or his golden armor, at least. It's like his second armor. And yeah, Dr. Octopus's arms. They're just like... I like how the arms are just wrapped up like it's a garden hose. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to keep things neat. Well, you know, if you have a collection of mess, it just becomes a mess. He has to have them... You know, he has them nice and displayed, if you notice. Kang can travel through time. Can he travel through space? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he has a spaceship. So, technically, really... All right. If... The Marvel Universe is, is like, they believe in uh, infinite universes still, right? Yeah. So, one of the universes, if it's infinite, one of the universes 
has to be the DC Universe, which means that could be Steel's hammer. Maybe. Well, here's the thing. It's it was it's been established a while ago in different things, like the I think like in the Marvel vs. DC and the uh, JLA Avengers story. Basically, from what I can remember, Marvel has a multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. DC has a multiverse. Mm-hmm. There's basically like a collection of multiverses. So consider it like a bigger one, like an omniverse. So in the omniverse, there's a whole bunch of then multiverses. And then each multiverse has its own universes. So I guess like if it's hard enough to travel from one universe to another, it's a lot harder to travel from one multiverse to another. Got it. So that's kind of like a way of explaining how they do how they'll do those crossovers occasionally where like they'll travel each other's universe. But obviously you're not going to see them all the time. Very rare. Because it's like it's so much harder to get to. Got and that's why, for instance, all the Marvel ones, like in their multiverse, will be all versions of Marvel stuff for the most part. But the DC ones will be all versions of DC for the most part because that's their multiverse. So the next issue he appears in, which we're going to cover in about two minutes, will be the Adam Infinity Countdown Adam Warlock one-shot, which is all about Adam Warlock and Kang hanging out and being best buds. We're really going to dive into this story. And it has a lot more Warlock, which is what we care about. Yeah. All right, so we, I think we're going to play a promo or something now, and then we'll be right back. Superman, Blue Beetle, Captain Marvel, Firestorm, The Crimson Avenger, Batman, Halo, Guy Gardner, The Sandman, Shadow Lass, Dollman, The Star-Spangled Kid, The Flash, The Phantom Stranger, Power Girl, Hawkman, Fury, The Challengers of the Unknown, Nightwing, The Whip, Johnny Thunder, The Suicide Squad, Deadman, The Spectre, War Amazing Man, Our Man, Adam Strange, Doctor Occult, The Doom Patrol, Captain Comet, Green Lantern, Uncle Sam, The Guard, Batgirl, Doctor Mid, Jonah Hex, Black Con, The Manhunter, The Guardians of the Florence, Blue Devil, Doctor Fate, The Legion of Super, The Secret Origins Podcast, covering every issue of DC's Secret Origins comic from the 1980s. Hosted by Ryan Daly and a multitude of guests from the podcast and blogging community. Secret Origins Podcast. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we're back, and now it's time for the Infinity Countdown Adam Warlock one-shot. Adam Warlock finally has a sort of title again after a long time, several years. How long? Eh, I think he had a miniseries in 2004, so... Really, that long? Yep. So... Was he supposed to be dead since 2004? No, he was in the uh, first. There was the. Uh, did you read Annihilation? Uh, you know what? I think was I read some of it. Yeah, where like uh, Annihilus came from the negative zone, was like trying to conquer the galaxy, and that brought, brought back Star Lord and a whole bunch of other characters, and Rocket and Groot. I know. I look. I know. I read some of it, but I barely remember yeah. it. The first series of Guardians of the Galaxy, there was a Guardians of the Galaxy series that came out of that. It was the first modern day Guardians, you know, not counting the ones from the future. Yeah. Adam was part of that. It had, it was like the team that's in the movie, but it had more people. It had, it had uh, Star-Lord, Gamora, Adam, I think Drax too, I think Drax was in it then, uh, Rocket, Groot, uh, Cosmo the Space Dog, uh, Mantis. I think Nova. And Smart Drax or Dumb Drax? 
It was still Smart Tracks. Okay. And um, I believe Adam ended up turning to the Magus at the end and got killed. He really can't so, get rid of that magnet, Magus, can he? No, he keeps coming back. So that was like 2009, 2010. But it wasn't his own series. You know, he was just part of a series. kind of wonder if, like, if Magus is, like, his greatest enemy and does the worst harm, then really, what is he contributing to society? Adam Warlock, I mean. Well, he is his own worst enemy. Yeah. Is he helping or is he not? Maybe he should kill himself. Well, I guess he can't die. Yeah. And his worst enemy, technically, I guess you could say is Thanos. But it's also probably his best friend, too. Or one of his best friends. This guy's are f***ed up. It's weird. They have a really weird, like, frenemy relationship. Sometimes they're, you know, like, when they first, every time they meet up with each other, it's like, because that was like a little period of talking and, like, trying to figure out, okay, are we on... Are you doing anything? It's like basically Adam trying to figure out, okay, are you doing anything horrible right now or no? Because if you're not doing anything horrible, I'm fine. Yeah, he lets him get away with murder, literally. Like, at the end of Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos was, they they could have gotten him and killed him when he was hiding. They found him. They're like, nah, he's not going to do anything bad again after he just killed half the universe. Well, he could be brought up on charges. He had the uh, Finney Gauntlet. He was God, so I guess he was able to use his judgment and go, no, nah, it's okay. Well, I guess God was wrong. Now, <laughs> when we get up to the part where we do Warlock in the Infinity Watch, there's a few times where Adam looks back on some of the decisions he made with when he had the Infinity Gauntlet and went, what the hell was I thinking? They really should go back to that scene and be like, what was he thinking? And the other guys who were with him and like, why didn't you say anything? Like... Why didn't you tell him this is a bad idea? Let's kill him. He's going to get the Infinity Gauntlet again. He's going to kill other people again. Let's just kill him now. It's no... Well, Thanos is too much fun. That's why. Yeah. you got to have Thanos around. He's they, a lot of fun. They still need to go back and be like, oh, I was drunk. I don't know. <laughs> I was drunk on power. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. I thought that was the end of our story. All right, so Adam, at the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy 150, Adam came out of the cocoon and saw Kang the Conqueror. Yes. You know who Kang is, right? Of course I know Kang. Okay, just making sure. Badass Kang. Now, there's a lot of little Easter eggs in this in this issue. Yes. Because Kang has collected a whole crap ton of stuff. Yes. Starting on page one... That giant stone thing he's standing in front of? Um, I don't know what your page one is. That's... Well, the first page of the story. Okay, where Adam's out of the cocoon saying, Kang, where am I? Yeah. When am I? You mean he's behind? The thing he's... Be- well, I guess, yeah, I guess he's behind. That's behind him, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's from The Eternals, number one, by Jack Kirby. The whole thing? That big stone-looking... Looks like a stone spaceship, doesn't it? I see his chair. <laughs> the big thing behind his chair with the big, like, my, it looks like a Mayan ruin type thing. Oh, I guess they're all connected. It doesn't, I can't really tell. Oh, so is the visual is thing that bad? It's from the Eternals number one. Oh, cool. So he took it from an Eternal? Well, at this point, they're probably all gone. I mean, Kang member probably goes into the future when everyone's dead and just picks up their stuff. My question about Kang, I have a question about Kang. It, 
All right, so there's like a million of him because he's going through time. All he's all over time, right? Yeah. So there's all kinds of alternate versions of Kang or alternate reality versions. So basically, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so it's he's able to utilize all his Kangs from all universes, right? I think so, but it all depends on how well they want to work together. Remember, they're all still Kang, so they're all scheming to be the best. Oh man, that's difficult. Right, uh, that's pretty cool though. Adam Warlock has been a son of science, a savior. He has lost and won his very soul. He had ultimate power and sacrificed it. Adam Warlock has seen the future, and yet he wanders. Warlock awoke from an apocalyptic vision to find himself trapped in the wastes of Soul World, within the Soul Stone. Making his escape, he emerged into the clutches of Kang the Conqueror. Infinity Countdown, Adam Warlock. Written by Jerry Duggan. Artist, Mike Alred. Colors, Laura Alvord. Letters, VC Corey's Petit. Assistant Editor, Annalise Bissa. Editor, Jordan D. White. Editor-in-Chief, C.B. Bolesky. Cover Art by Aaron Luter and Ive Zavorskia. Cover dated April 2018. On sale date February 7th, 2018. Cover price, $4.99. Adam Warlock awakens from his cocoon to find himself in Kang's Citadel at the end of time. Alone with Kang the Conqueror. Surrounded by Kang's mementos and trophies of heroes and villains of the past, Kang greets him as a friend. Adam is not happy with this, but Kang promises him no deceptions and a gift. Kang wants to show Adam his place in the universe, starting with Adam's past. We see Adam's creation by the scientists of the Enclave in his early childlike attempts to make Sif his mate, and then his fight and near death at the hands of Thor. Instead of death, though, he entered his cocoon and floated among the stars until found by the High Evolutionary. Given the Soul Gem, he became the champion of the newly created Counter-Earth, defeating the Man-Beast and then going to space and facing the Magus and Thanos. At that point, he died again and entered the Soul Gem. As Adam puts it, The Soul Gem contains an entire universe of information. It was heaven. Our enemies were defeated and the galaxy was at peace. Our reward was Utopia, or so I thought. I recently had an experience, a vision, that may have changed my thoughts on the stone. Kang agrees with him, Though he adds that until this time, Adam didn't even have a soul of his own. We then see Adam leaving Soul World due to Thanos assembling the Infinity Gems. History is repeating itself now. Kang informs him that someone else is gathering the stones. Adam wants to get the Guardians, but Kang shows him a glimpse of the future. The Guardians and most other heroes he knows, all dead. We only see Gamora alive. And then they return to the Citadel. Adam wants to go back and try to help, but Kang informs him they already have many times, and failed each time, resulting in death for the universe. Kang now wants to try something new. He's going to send Adam back in time to get the Soul Stone and keep it safe. He also wants Adam to find the Time Stone and give it to him. If they can keep those two stones safe, they might prevent that disaster they saw. Adam has more questions, but there's no time. Kang pushes him into a time portal right before someone else shows up and kills Kang leaving nothing but Kang's shadow imprinted on the wall. Adam arrives in ancient Egypt. The citizens at that time are not sure to make of him an attack, but are stopped by their pharaoh, Ramatut, a.k.a. the man who will one day become Kang. He brings Adam to a building that he will have destroyed after their meeting. His Celestium. He shows Adam where in space the Soul Stone will be and warns him that the Magus has it. He then takes Adam to where he can travel to 2018 without being tracked. A tomb. Adam is stabbed in the back, 
and his body treated to slow down his cocooning process. He will travel to the future the slow way. Yeah. All right, go on. So, yeah, we have that, and we also have that little helmet behind Adam. Do you see it? It's like right behind between his arm and his cape. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. That's from Makari. He's one of the Eternals. He's a speedster. That's supposed to mean he's dead, or he just... Well, at this point, probably, because Kang probably got it like, you know, God knows. Like I said, Kang probably goes into the future and gets all the stuff after people die. How can Kang travel through time anyway? Is that a power of his or is it a tool? Uh, It's tools, but he has it built into like his, you know, armor and stuff. So. Okay, go on. It kind of goes with the philosophy of uh, any technology suitably advanced will look like magic to those to the primitives. Yeah. So, you know, if he has like 40, 50, 60th century technology, you know, it's like you going back in time and having an iPhone and showing a movie. Yeah, people would freak out. They call me a wizard. You know, Kang's like, I went to the store and bought this stuff. Time travel stuff is for sale for everywhere. You buy it for like five bucks. Kang's not being the villain here. He wants to help Adam. And uh, I like this. We're not friends. He's like, not yet. We're all friends. We all become friends in the end. Uh, so let's see. All the other little Easter eggs in the background on that top panel. When he said, when Kang says you're exactly where you should be, old friend. We have a bow and arrow in the background. So I'm assuming it's from Hawkeye. Okay. We got the ultimate nullifier. Oh, it looks like... I I just saw a frying pan. It looks like a frying pan, but inside of it is a, is a nullifier. Yeah, he probably has it in case. It's in a case. He's like, this is a little dangerous just to leave out. I'm going to put it in a frame. Who's What's that mask on, on top? That's from Ogun. Uh, did you remember reading the Kitty Pride and Wolverine miniseries where Kitty learned, like, you know, how to use, how to, like, Kung Fu and stuff and stab it's, Wolverine in the heart? Yeah. Yeah, the bad guy from it, that's his mask. Wow. And then the next panel, well, we got the vision. Is that his head? That's his head and body, it looks like. Or at least his cloak. Oh, wait. wait, I don't see that. Yeah, it's right underneath the head. It's the big cloak. The big green thing underneath him. Oh, oh my god. It's right there. <laughs> I'm looking in the background. <laughs> and then in the background, we got Dr. Doom's mask. Yes. I'm assuming it's Angel's skeleton. Yeah, I guess that's Angel, not... It's a guy with wings, so I'm assuming it's Angel. And Not, then not you... Archangel, right? Well, he's gone back and forth. Yeah, it's got to be Archangel if the wings are still there. Well, no, Archangel would be metal wings. Is that me- That's not metal? Uh, it's hard to tell. It could be either. Well, because think about this. Why would his wings be there? It's his skeleton. Why would his feather wings be there? His metal wings, I can see being there. Oh, why well, would you're he- right. That would make sense. It would just be like an outline of the wings, not the wings themselves. Yeah. So you're probably right. It's probably Archangel then, the metal wings. That makes sense. And then behind Adam, we have the arm, the arm cannon, and the head of uh, Claw. Who's Claw? Claw's a villain made of sound. He's a Black Panther villain. Uh, if you watch the Black Panther movie, he's in it. Just it's as a Black human Panther. being, though. Is he the is he the main villain? No. Oh, okay. So I did watch it's, it. He's the guy that the main villain worked for and then killed. Like the crazy British guy. Uh, I guess I'll have to watch that movie again, too. Yeah. What's that Adam, statue? What's that statue behind uh, behind Dr. Doom's mask? I have no idea. It's too small to tell. Okay. All right. Go on. 
And so on the next page, we have a couple of Iron Man armors behind Kang. Do you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, Kang and Adam are going into a little time vortex. And if you notice at the bottom of that page, there's an hourglass starting. Yes, there is. And it's going to be on the rest of the pages. And each page, more sand goes down. I didn't even notice that the first time I read it. I did not notice it either. Yeah. So they recap Adam's origin. You know, you were created. You realize your, your creators were evil. You blew them up. You didn't know what you were doing. You wanted a date. You didn't know how to ask for a date. And the date said, get the hell away from me. Wanted the date. <laughs> and then her boyfriend basically came and beat the crap out of you. The PG version of uh, date is the PG version of it. And of course, like you said, you know, you know, when you go to die, instead of dying, you go to cocoon and reborn. We see him uh, meet up with the uh, high evolutionary, have fun on counter earth. Now, here's the weird part. So you read these things before, right? Where Adam gets Adam and Thanos die in the 70s. Um, Where Thanos turns to stone. I don't know. Adam goes into the soul gem. I don't I don't remember. Oh, uh, you should. I will. But here's the weird thing. This is what happened. Adam and Adam dies, Thanos turns a living stone, and then Adam, Gamora, and Pip go into the soul gem. And that's where they are until Infinity Gauntlet. I think I did read it, but I don't remember. Go on. Drax was never there. And they're showing Drax here? Yeah, yeah so there I'm, trying is to, the background. I'm trying to figure out where is the, you know... Did this get retconned at some point, or are they retconning it now? Because when they show him living in the Soul Gem, everything's at peace and everyone's happy, and that's what happened. But Drax was never there. Yeah. Drax was still alive for a few more years, and then he's killed by Moondragon, who basically blasts him and kills, you know, you know, destroys his brain. And that's why when they bring him back in the 90s, he's stupid. So Adam he Warlock was, comes back in Infinity Gauntlet, and you see him come back with Pip and Gamora. He doesn't come back with Drax. Yeah, Drax is already back. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. That's the only thing I'm confused by is where does this come from? Is this a retcon? Was this already retcon before, or were they not paying attention? I don't know. Why is Adam on fire? He looks like he's on fire when he's punching. Because uh... that was he was already dead. That was his spirit coming back. Oh, okay. That's his soul. So, and we'll be covering all, we covered half this stuff with the Magus and Counter-Earth, and we'll be covering the rest with uh, Adam and the Avengers and Captain Marvel against Thanos and by the end of, by the time the movie comes out, or around the time the next movie comes out. Let's ask the fans to write in if they know why Drax is in here. Yes, if I missed something where it was retconned that Drax was in the Soul Gem with Adam and Pip and Gamora. Please call please- 1-800-WARLOCK. Or just send an email. Although, if you do dial 1-800-WARLOCK, please also email in and tell me what happened. Who answered? It's got to be something. Yeah, he's still here as the next page. Yeah, he's playing his saxophone. Yeah, and he wasn't there. So, but I mean, maybe it was a retcon. It's not like it's the first time that's happened. You should have cliff notes. Yeah, so anyway, they're recapping, you know, Infinity Gauntlet and Kang saying, you know, the reason you came back that time was because Thanos was gathering the Infinity Stones. Well, that's basically we have a similar problem happening now. Somebody is trying to gather the Infinity Stones again. 
And then we see all kinds of uh, basically all the different costumes of Adam Warlock since he came back in the 90s. Is, that, are these really all his costumes? Yeah, that first one where it's all black with the red boots. Yeah. Remember, that's how he looked in Warlock and the Infinity Watch. And then the next costume where it kind of looks like a bit like a Flash Gordon type of thing. Yeah. That was from that Warlock miniseries I told you about from like 2004. Got it. Uh, the next one where it looks kind of like a He-Man type costume because he has like that loincloth thing hanging down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's from that's what he was wearing in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then the next one with that uh, kind of weird like circle symbol on his chest. Yeah. Uh, Jim Starlin did a couple of Thanos original gra- hardcover graphic novels and Adam was in them. And that's what he was wearing in those co- in those series. And then we have the way he looks now. Cool. So, yeah, so that, so Kang's like, here, let me show you what happened. He's like, you know, I was like, well, let's screw tell me about the past. I already know. I like that. He's like, I know my past. I don't think you should tell me what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a problem. Let's get the Guardians and let's do some stuff. And Kang's like, uh, yeah, here's the problem. Everyone died already fighting the person we're going to fight. And they all happen to be right next to each other. Now, I don't know if things changed or if the whole point is supposed to be that they were able to change history, because most of these characters are not going to appear really in this Infinity Countdown Infinity Wars series. Like, Spider-Man really doesn't play much of a role in it. Neither does Medusa or Iron Man. Is that is that Medusa above, above Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was Shadowcat. No, that's Medusa between Iron Man and Drax. Got it. Cable. So- Let's go from the top, from the right-hand top, and going clockwise. We got Nova. He's the one in the branches. Yeah. And then one, then to the right of Nova, I have no idea. You can barely see him. It looks like some kind of blue-skinned person, but it's not Nightcrawler. No, too light. And then next one, plus it looks like it has white hair. Yeah. And then, again, underneath that, I have no idea. I don't either. And then I have no idea, but they're on top of... Uh, Thor, Odinson. Well, she looks like she has an X-Men costume on, right? Yeah, some of them do, but I can't really tell who they are. Yeah, I can't tell. If I had to say, I would say, uh, if I had to spit something out, I would say it's um, Dazzler. Hmm. Good guess. Let's see, to the left of Thor, we got Darkhawk and Hulk. Got it. Uh, Under Thor, we got the Falcon, Wolverine, and the Black Widow. Dupe, he's a little green guy. Oh, okay. Uh, underneath them is Spider-Man, Silver Surfer, Black Bolt, uh, the Jane Foster Thor, uh-huh. Black Panther, okay. Daredevil, Gamora in front of what looks like the looks like the shadow of Thanos. Oh yeah. Uh, Philavel, that's Captain Marvel's daughter. The original Captain Marvel? Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dragon. Oh, they're holding hands. Yeah. How adorable. We got the Vision's head. Iron Man and Ant-Man. Oh, wow. Wait. Groot. Wait, hold on. Let me just... All right. Yeah. That's... That's Hulk's hand. Below. Well, if you... Look at the Hulk. Yeah, he's missing his arm. Yeah, his arm's gone. I didn't notice that till like a minute ago. I'm like, wait, that's his hand. What's oh, he has no arm. Yep. 
Uh, we got Groot. Yeah. She Hulk. She Loki. Captain America. Uh, I am not sure who that is above Captain America. No, I don't know. Doctor, uh, Doctor Doom, Cable, and then going down from Cable, we got Doctor Strange, Star Lord, and Drax, and Medusa. And on the other side of Cable, we got Rocket, uh, Luke Cage, and Ms. Marvel. That's Luke Cage. Yeah, in the hoodie. Does he wear a hoodie? Sometimes. Oh. And I'm not sure who that is under them. I can't tell. Yeah, me neither. Part of me wants to say Deadpool. Oh, yeah. It kind of looks be. like his arms. Yeah, let's yeah. just say Deadpool. Oh, speaking of which, by the way, you know, like I said, that Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, that's the one that's going to be in the movie coming out? Yeah. Jude Law is playing Marvel, so he's going to be in the movie, too. Oh, wait. Was that it? I saw... I did see a preview... Um, it might have been another movie with Jude Law, or a guy that looks like Jude Law. Yeah, no, he's in a lot of movies. Yeah, I know. Um, if it wasn't what I thought, it looked badass. Well, Does they have, Jude the, Law look badass in this movie? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the scrolls are going to be in it, too. That's cool. Yeah, there's a scene in the preview where Captain Marvel punches, is on a bus, and she punches out an old lady. Cool. So we're all assuming it's a scroll. But anyway, enough of the looking at the pages. Basically, Kang gives him a glimpse of the future and says, we can't stay. You know, this is what will happen. And Adam's like, we got to help. We got to go back in time and help them. And he's like, uh, yeah, we can't because we've already tried. I like that. We've tried many times. It's like we've tried to stop the end of, the end of everything and we failed every single time. One hundred twelve times they've tried it, he says. It's a lot. He says, this time we're going to do something new. Oh, but real quick, let's go back uh, to the page before where they where we have all the little stuff in the background. We've got the Winter Soldier arm, the two Captain America shields, the Cosmic Cube, right? That's Cosmic Cube. That's my assumption. The Xavier's 90s uh, wheelchair. Chair. What is that? Captain America's hat and the Spider-Man and Green Goblin and Iron Man's hat, right? Yep. Head, helmet. And then... Do you know what that, those legs are? No. Yeah, me neither. Now, Is that it? No, next page, where Adam says, we have already tried and failed. Yeah. I think that's the head of a celestial behind them. Oh, it's a big head. Big celestial. Yeah. Well, celestials are big. They definitely are big. Yeah. Kang says, I've shown you everything I'm going to show you. We're not going to make the same mistake 113 times because that would be stupid. Yeah. A hundred times, a hundred one times, that's fine. But 113, craziness. He says, We're going to try something new. I'm going to send you back in time. I'm going to send you to where you, so you can get the soul stone so you can keep it safe. And he sends Adam away. And whoever the villain is finally is able to catch up to him. And he's like, It's too late. You might try and kill me now, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to beat you, and therefore now, then I won't get killed. It's interesting what he says to him, where he goes, you are omnipotent, not, um, how do you say that word? Omniscient? Omniscient, omniscient, sure. Because I looked it up, right? I had to look it up, I don't know the words. But, like, omnipotent means all-powerful, but the other word means all-knowing. So you're yes. saying they're all powerful, but you're not all knowing. So it can't be somebody with the it can't be uh, the 
they can't have the, all the, the Infinity Gauntlet because they are all knowing when they have the Infinity Gauntlet. Or they can't be using it right. Yeah, they're stupid. Then it can't be Thanos because Thanos knows how to use it, right? Uh, usually, but that sometimes is how he's beaten. That that's how he got beat when he was the co- had the Cosmic Cube. You know, a lot of times he was using it like he was basically God, but he was using it like a guy with superpowers, not like I'm um, God, just fighting people as opposed to going, yeah, you don't need to exist anymore. Well, that's true. Okay. I thought it was interesting. No, that is definitely. I like that. You may win today, but I will win the past, the future, and eventually this present. And that's why the little sad hourglass is going out. Because if you notice at the end of that page, the hourglass is all gone. It's all at the yeah. bottom. And then Kang is dead at the next page. This future will be undone. And and then you see Kang's shadow on the wall. That's all that's left of him is the shadow. Oh, yeah? Oh, Yeah. Behind the statue, behind the skeleton of Wolverine. Yeah. With the Weapon X helmet on him. And let's see what else we got there. We got Cyclops' original, one, older mask, because his old visor. If you're looking at the bottom panel of that page. Yeah, I see it. And then we got Avengers logo, probably from like one of the buildings. Yeah. I'm not sure what that metal thing is. Uh, we got Doctor Strange. And I was right, by the way, that definitely is a celestial head, because he has one or two of them. Oh, yeah. Is that a celestial head to the right? That's what I'm assuming. I think it is. Yeah. And then the big one next to the clock. Uh, we got Doctor Strange's window. What's that? It's, uh, you see the green celestial head? It's right to ne- It's right next to it. It's like the big square with like the weird... It's like a planet, kind of like a circle with the yeah. tic-tac-toe in, in the circle. Yeah, but it's like a kind of melted tic-tac-toe. Yeah. That's Doctor Strange's window. Like, uh... From his building, where he lives. Oh, oh! I thought it was like a magic window where you could see into the. No, no, it's just if they show when they show the outside of his uh, sanctum sanctorum, you know his his brownstone in New York. That's the window on like that's like his skylight. Got it. Is that a, is that a celestial in the top left? I think so. Cool. And then we got the mask of Zorn from the X Men. Now wait, is Zorn really a person, or is it just Zorn is just uh, was uh, Magneto? Uh, He originally was just Magneto, and then afterwards they decided they didn't want that to be Magneto after Morrison finished the story and New Riders took over. And they said, no, that really wasn't Magneto. That was a real Zorn, pretending to be Magneto, pretending to be Zorn. But there's another Zorn. They made it more confusing than it had to be. Yeah, man. Uh, But, yeah, we got Magneto's helmet. We got Cerebro, Mm -hmm. at least the helmet of it. And another one, Professor X's wheelchair. We have a sentinel head. Hey, I just noticed something. Now look at the statue of Wolverine. Now look at the base. Look underneath that base. Does it look like a plug or something? Yeah, there's some kind of wire hooked to it. Does he have, like, lights in there? Like, is he plugged that in, like, it lights up or something? It's like his Christmas decoration? I don't know. Is you know, the eyes light up? Or, the eyes light up? He put, like, light bulbs in the eye sockets and the eyes light up? That's funny. Is it supposed to be on the floor? It looks like it's floating. It could be. Weird. Oh, and more importantly, do you see the desk? Yes. The drawing board? I'm pretty sure, because I was also on an issue of Fantastic, a couple of issue of Fantastic Four ones. That's Kirby's. That's Jack Kirby's desk. Oh. Isn't Jack Kirby supposed to be the, the one above or below everybody well, else? I mean, they did a storyline in Fantastic Four where they met, quote-unquote, God, and it looked, well, at least that's what he looked like, Jack Kirby. 
And also the artist Mike Allred is a big fan of Kirby. So I'm sure he just threw that, he threw that in there anyway. Because if Kang's going to collect the great things, well, why not? Yeah, it makes sense. Kang had kicked Adam to the past and he sent him to ancient Egypt. And Adam, of course, it's like he's doing his uh, Ash, from, Ash from Army of Darkness thing. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. It's like, look, I don't need to. I have nothing to deal with with you primitive screwheads. Ah, he's a monster! Kill it! He's like, all right. This is my boomstick. <laughs> and he beats the hell out of them until their pharaoh appears. And do you know who their pharaoh is? Kang. Yeah, Ramatut. Ramatut. Before he became Kang. Yeah. Yeah, Ramatut first appeared in Fantastic Four in 19. He gets beaten by the Fantastic Four after ruling in Egypt for a while. He goes back in time, rules Egypt. Fantastic Four be- come back in time too. They beat him, and he eventually goes forward in time and becomes Kang. Where does he originate from? He's from like the 40th century. He also may or may not be a descendant of either Doctor Doom or Reed Richards or both. Yeah, I remember them saying that. At some point, they'd said he was Doctor Doom, right? That was yeah, that was a brief thing. That was stupid. That wasn't a good. That was not one of Standard Jack's better ideas. Oh. But basically, yeah, he's a descent. He may or may not be a descendant of either of them or both. Because you know, two thousand years later, there's enough time for people from one family to marry the other. And he eventually will become Kang, and then Immortus, and one or two other people too. Busy guy. Yeah, it's like Kank Pym, except because it's time travel, you, just, you can have all of them at once. Can he, like, live forever, or is he just, like, a, mo- a normal man? He's a normal guy, but, I mean, think about it. Think about how much longer we live than people did a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago, I would be the old, old man. Oh, so you're talking, like, in the so far just, in the future, he could live, probably maybe live, like, a few hundred years. He has access to things further in the future. So, yeah, he could probably live hundreds and his life might be hundreds and hundreds of years long. Yeah, because that's not but it might not even just because of powers. It might just be because he's like, look, we got really good medicine here. And, you know, we have machines, you know, every couple of years you go in there, get a tune up. It's like, oh, your your body, your your body aged five years. Let's put that back. All right. There you go. You're back to being 25 again. Yeah, we can only do this for about another 150, 200 years. Then you'll start, then you can't go past, you know, then you're going to be a 40-year-old, you know, and then for another 200 years, but then we can keep you 40, and then you're out to be 50. I need to make friends with Kang. Yeah. I like that. Kang sends him to the person he trusts, himself. Makes sense. Was he always into bees? I don't know. I think it was just a, I think that was just a little Easter egg for Adam's origin, because the, the scientists that created him, their, or, their base was called the Beehive. Uh-huh. So that's my guess. And I, I like this part. How is it you communicate with your future self? Messages and bottles carried by the rivers of time. We shall speak of it no more as it does not concern you. Yeah, don't don't worry about that. Translation, the, the editor was looking at the writer saying, well, how the hell did Kang talk to uh, Ramatut in the past? Yeah, I don't don't know. worry he about had, that. That's not part of the story. That's not important right now. 
That's good enough for me. Yeah. Even if you just do that, be like, don't worry, it's, don't you know, just enjoy. <laughs> we'll figure that out later if we want to. I mean, Ramatat does have some few technology with him. Obviously, that's how he's ruling Egypt. He came back and he's like, "Look, I am a god." He had a lighter with him and a flashlight. He's like, "Oh, I make fire and light." I'm sure yeah. he had something that Kang was sent him a message. He's like, "Hey, it's me from the future. You from the future. We got a problem." Yeah, I, I believe it. I mean, I, I, I yeah. don't need to know how. If they don't want to tell me, just tell me not to worry about it. I'm yeah, happy tell, me, tell me you understand that there's a, something, like, look, there's something that happened. We don't have to get into detail of every single little thing. Yeah, just give me a reason not, just tell me not to worry about it. If yeah. you don't explain it, then I'm going to worry about it. Like, well, how'd that happen? But as long as you're like, don't worry about it. It's rivers of time and some bullshit like that. All right, you got it. Yeah, so he brings him to a building that he says is going to be destroyed. He said, I had this built just for tonight, and once it's, once we finish what we're doing here, I'm going to destroy it, so it'll never be seen. Shows Adam where he needs to go in the future. And then I love it. He's sending Adam to the future the best way possible to not be detected. If someone's looking for you traveling time, we're not going to travel time. I'm just going to stab you. Is that to kill him or just to incapacitate him? A little bit of both. Cool. Basically, have him cocooned, and then he's like, my attendants will prepare your body to slow your regeneration cocooning process. Oh, so, basically, yeah. send, he's like, I'm killing you, and we're going to do some stuff to your body, so the cocooning takes a while, you know, and you're in there for a long time. So, when you wake up, it'll be 2018. So, he's going to the future. And for Adam, you know, it'll kind of go pretty quickly. Once he's unconscious, he'll probably, he won't wake up into the future. But that way, if anyone's looking for somebody traveling through time, they won't see him. They won't find him. Kang is so smart. Kind of a dick, too. That's a dick move. Well, he's a bad guy. Yeah. But that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> You're going to go the long way around. Don't worry. I'm going to kill these other guys, too. And they're not well, coming they, back. They kill themselves. Well, he told them to kill themselves. Well, yeah. But that's a losing had any choice. What was their choice? Yeah. Well, he was Kill a pharaoh. Sleep well, Adam Warlock. Be brave and fight well. When you emerge from your slumber, or oh, truly we will all be doomed. Such poetic words. Yeah. So, how did you like it? Did you like I it? Liked it? I thought it was good. Yeah. Do you like the uh, Mike Allred? Do you like the artist? Yeah, I thought it was good. He I don't a, like Adam Warlock having short hair because he just looks like blonde Bucky. But, um, you know, there's not much differences between some of these, you know, some of these characters. So if you take away one of their main things, which is his long hair, then he just looks like Bucky with blonde hair. Well, he's also got the gold skin. That helps. You can't really tell that he's gold. He just looks tan. Really? Yeah. All right. This one. Yeah. He's not gold. I think he looked very gold. He's a tan man. He's a very handsome tan man. Doesn't look tan to me, but okay. Do you think he's tan or gold? Please call right now or write in. Uh, I got the I got the calls. They said they say he looks gold. Let me talk to that person. I'll give you their number afterwards. Oh. But yeah, by the way, if you like the art, the artist here, Mike Allred, he had a really good run in Silver Surfer re very recently. Oh yeah, with uh, Dan Slott, the the writer, the guy Dan Slott's the guy who did Spider Man. Uh, 
Yeah, he, he did uh, Superior, Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, that was a good run. Yeah, so I read some of it. I got to go back and read more of it. But from what I hear from everybody, it's amazing. Oh, the Silver Surfer? Yeah. Yeah, I should check that out. Where does it take place? In in space or in, in uh, Earth? A little bit of both. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have so the series. This issue's over. So Adam is now going to show up at some point in 2018 in the new issues. Got it. But the next thing we have, which is our last issue for this year, for this uh, episode, will be Infinity Countdown Prime, which we will get to in just a few minutes. After a word from our sponsor. Yes. Which is you. <laughs> a word from you. Yes. Okay, before we get to Infinity Countdown Prime, we're going to take a quick break here and cover our feedback. And actually, speaking of Infinity Countdown Prime, I'm trying to remember, hopefully I did remember to put a segue in for the synopsis, because I did not do that for the Adam Warlock one-shot. I think I did. Yeah, you'll find out in a few minutes. Anyway, on with the feedback. So today, we are covering feedback from episode 92, A Trollish Tale, which was Warlock number 12. On Facebook, the post about that episode was liked and shared by Joe Sedano, Bill Bear, Andy Handova, Mirko Mackey, Mark Radulich, Michael Lane, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, Pat Sampson, Alan Middleton, Gene Hendricks, Reggie Hancock, Jesse Starcher, Chris Armstrong, John M. Wilson, Erica White, and Samuel Breachy. On Twitter, it was liked and retweeted by Logan Austin, Johnny Prolife I Am Bipolar, Jason Snick Venable, Jamerson A. Tiasi, Jeffrey Brown, Bill Bear, Athena Hashtag Captain Marvel, The Legion of Substitute Podcasters, Alex Thompson, Adriano, Comics in the Golden Age, Balanceo, Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast, Tim Price, Harry James Wellesley, Pablo F., Steve Sellers, Jim and Ange, and John Reads Comics and Podcasts About Them. On the Tumblr page, the post about that episode is liked by El Barba 7. Speaking of Tumblr, I want to thank a few more people who follow us on there. Thank you to Everaldo, Harry Bellevue Pothead Screwblog, Ghost V3. Okay, I have no idea how to pronounce this one because it's spelled G H, the number zero, S T V, number three, and I believe it was two lowercase L's. Gobstika1970 and Old Heavy 2. But that's not all. We also have a comment from the Podbean site. This came on November 28th, and it was a comment for episode 86, The Strange Death of Adam Warlock. We covered uh, Warlock number 11 in that episode, which was the finale of the Mega story. And the comments from Nahan, which I'm assuming still, of course, is Barush Nahan. And he just very simply said, I enjoyed it so much. Short, but sweet, and very much appreciated. Thank you. Now, if you want your comments or just name set on here, please. I would love to be able to say it. On Facebook, just find us on there. Just type in Adam Warlock in the search page. On Twitter, we're at Adam Thanos Pod. Tumblr, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. Of course, the show is on Podbean, so you can find it very easily there. And you can send an email to resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. And hopefully that chainsaw in the background is not too loud where I have to re-record this whole damn thing. I guess if you hear this, then it wasn't that loud. If you didn't hear that, if you don't hear this part, well, then obviously I re-recorded it. 
Why am I telling you? All right, Infinity Countdown Prime. Here we go. So our last book for the episode is Infinity Countdown Prime. Before we get to that one, hold on a second, because I'm going to drop in the synopsis right here. Some time ago, the Infinity Stones were reborn and scattered, setting events into motion that will shake the very foundations of the universe. But for now, the question at hand is, who holds the stones? Infinity Countdown Prime. Written by Jerry Duggan, artist Mike Diodato Jr., colorist Frank Martin Jr., letters VCs Corey Petit, assistant editor Annalise Bissa, editor Jordan D. White, editor-in-chief C.B. Sobleski, cover dated April 2018, on sale date February 21st, 2018, cover price $4.99. Somewhere in the wilds of Canada, Wolverine is attacked by a group of Ultrons, demanding Logan give him the Infinity Stone. Wolverine has the Space Stone, and uses its ability to teleport to help him take down the Ultrons. Loki then shows up, and after some mutual stabbing, tries to convince Logan to give him the stone. However, Wolverine trusts Loki as much as he trusts Ultron, and teleports away. We then move to New York City to see Minor Thug and Pain in Daredevil's ass, Turk Barrett, has the Mind Stone, and is using it to make himself a big shot. The Reality Stone is held by Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. However, she did not find it in our reality. In fact, it looks like each reality's Captain Marvel has found their reality stone hidden inside another reality. The Power Stone, as we already knew, is now giant-sized and guarded by the Nova Corps and the Guardians of the Galaxy. On the planet Sakaar, which should not exist anymore, the Super Scroll has located the Time Stone. While neither currently holds an Infinity Stone, we see Adam Warlock wake up from his few thousand year sleep in Egypt, while Thanos has conquered the homeworld of the Chitauri. Finally, we move to Ego the Living Planet. There we find the Magus, holding the severed head of the Contemplator, one of the elders of the universe. Magus has been forcing the Contemplator to inform him of the whereabouts of the other stones. The Magus has the Soul Stone, and important players. Basically, the Contemplator has been the narrator for this issue. The Magus plans to gather all of the stones and restart his universal Church of Truth, which is why he ambushed the Contemplator while he was meditating and cut off his head. Which, obviously, didn't kill him. The Magus was so focused on the stones, he did not even realize the Contemplator had directed him in such a way that another would find him. Not Thanos, or even Adam Warlock. Ultron, who kills the Magus and takes the Soul Stone for himself. Inside the Soul Stone, we see the true soul of Hank Pym. Pym had been forcibly bonded to Ultron, and can now do nothing but watch in horror. Inside the stone, he is greeted by the elderly form of Gamora, and informed he is now trapped forever. And that was the synopsis. So, Joe, Infinity Countdown Prime. First of all, start off the cover. We got six hands shown, hold, each one holding a gem. Yes. Did you have a clue who any of them were before reading the book? Well, Wolverine. I knew it was Wolverine. Yes. Um, I thought it was Thing. Yes. It may- yeah, obviously it was made to make you think it was a thing, but it wasn't. No, and I, I kind of thought it was Drax on the bottom. Oh, yeah. I knew it wasn't Hulk. The hand's too small. Wait, who was that then? I don't know. Gamora? No, Gamora doesn't have a stone in here. I know, but they're not always true on the cover. Wait, let's go. Wait, real quick. Wolverine has a stone. 
Wolverine has soul. I mean, space. Yeah. Turk has the mind. Who's Turk? He's a minor. Dare, he, well, not a minor. He's, oh. He's oh, a he's daredevil. With the, pimp, with the pimp uh, stick, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, he, yeah, that's him. Okay, tell me who he is. He's a minor he's, daredevil character. Yeah. Daredevil villain. I mean, he appears a lot, but he's just, you know, Daredevil can, you know, smack him around in five seconds. God, not now. Yeah. He also appears a lot. He, he was in um, the Netflix shows. Hmm. He showed up in, like, one or two of the other shows. I think he was in Luke Cage as well. Oh. If you look on IMDb and look on Daredevil, you know, you'll see Turk. He's like a minor thug, you know, but he's always been around. He's been around since at least uh, the 80s. Early 80s. So he is mind. Captain Marvel has the reality stone. Yeah. Ant-Man has a soul gem. Well, not Ant-Man, but Hank Pym. Pimtron. Yeah, Pimtron has soul. Maybe that is Drax with the power one, because Drax is sitting on the power gem. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah, isn't he charge of guarding it? Yeah. So that's the one he has. See, it's not really true to the to what really happened because the power gem's huge. Well, yeah, they changed it around a bit. And then, um, so wait, what does uh, the scroll guy have? Time. He has the time. Yeah. What's his name? Super scroll. Super scroll. What's his real name? Clerk. Quirk? Clerk. K-L apostrophe R-T. Clerk. Clerk, okay. Clerk is a super scroll. Yeah, he's a super scroll. He has the power of all the Fantastic Four. You know, so he's as strong as the thing. He can actually go on fire. So yeah, he is the Soul Stone. So time, mind, reality, soul, power. Who's the other one then? Why can't I? I mean, wait, figured it all out. Did we? Yeah. Drax, Wolverine, Pimtron. Um, wait, let me finish. Oh, that's Pimtron with the red. Okay. Oh, because the mi- Oh, duh. Captain Marvel. No, uh, I'm, I'm figuring out why I'm stupid. And Clerk. What's the guy's name again? Turk? Turk. Turk. Yeah. That's why. No, that's what I had wrong. Because that doesn't look like Pim. Because that's the Magus. Because the oh, Magus. Magus's hand? Because the Magus had it first, remember? And then Yoltron kills him. Yeah, so his his hand is with the black with the finger, the black yeah. and uh, red? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because that's what the Magus is wearing. That's, see, that's why I was having a problem. I'm, like, looking, going, where's Yoltron? This doesn't make sense. Like, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, who this guy is. Huh. And I, I realized that's why, because it's not Yoltron, it's the Magus. Got it. Okay, so now it makes sense. Well, yeah, it's a symbolic cover. Obviously, none of them stand together holding their gems either, so. No. It's kind of in sections. It's almost like they do in chapters. You know, like each character gets their own couple pages. Yeah, it's cool. I'd rather it be that way than going back and forth. Yeah. So let's start with chapter one, Wolverine. Got it. He's littering. And he's fighting Yultron. And teleporting. Yeah. That's my favorite part. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is teleport. 
And then the whole Banthin is fun. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no wonder Nightcrawler likes this. Now, you know who that is that he's meeting up with, right? Hulky. Although I should say, I'm meeting up is a a harsh term considering what he does to Loki. Yeah, it's kind of a stream. Pretty funny. I guess Loki can, you know, regenerate. Yeah, well, he's an Asgardian, so he heals and magical. I like this whole little thing with Loki and Wolverine. That was entertaining. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> he's like, why don't you give this to me? He's like, I don't trust you. <laughs> and Loki just starts yelling at him. Don't you have giant robots to fight ninjas? He wasn't really planning that out very well. He should have known Wolverine wasn't going to give it to him. I know, but I, I, I like the part about the infinity dungarees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. He's like, what do you do when other people come to look for it? You know, with other stones. Got more pockets. He's like, ooh, Wolverine, the infinity dungarees. That was fun, though. I did like that a lot. Even though I have no idea how Wolverine came back. Me neither. But I don't care. Doesn't matter. He's back. Yeah, it's all counts. All right, so chapter two is Turk. Turk. Who apparently is using the Mind Stone to become, well, basically uh, like the new Kingpin. Him and Captain Marvel don't get much into, don't get much uh, pages in here, but that's because there is coming up a Captain Marvel one-shot and a Daredevil one-shot, which is mostly about Turk. So they're kind of going to get like their own issues. That's cool. Because that's why they, like everyone else gets several pages and you know they only get like two pages each. Yeah. I just thought they were the least um, interesting characters. Uh, no, that probably was just because of that reason. It's like, well, let's give pages to the people who aren't going to get their own one-shots. Got it. So then the next, I guess we'll move on from there to Captain Marvel. And she just stands there. Yeah, like I said, they don't have much with her. But it's interesting here. So the stone wasn't in reali- in this reality. It doesn't make sense, though, because I thought only the stone could be in this reality. Every reality yeah. has their own stone, and it only works in that reality. And they only work in that reality, but they can be in other ones. Oh, you're right. So for some reason, and that's why they said, if you notice, they said every Captain Marvel has found the reality sto- their reality stone in another reality. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, that's kind of annoying. Weird. Yeah. And that's why they showed the different versions of Captain Marvel. You should get three, diff- six different rocks with those colors and be like, These are, this is the Infinity Gauntlet. Just <laughs> not from so this reality. Why doesn't it work? And be like, because it's from a different reality. <laughs> I like that. Now, do you recognize the other three Captain Marvels? I know the dead one. Yep. And then the other woman, female one is uh, the Captain Marvel that was in the Avengers in the 80s. Oh, I didn't know that She's was. the one that could turn to light. Oh, yeah. Yeah, after a few years after he died, she popped up because, well, basically they didn't want to lose the copyright on the name. I thought they always used Carol Danvers. No, no, no. At the time, Carol was running around with the X-Men calling herself Binary. Oh, okay. So that's when she... She lost her powers, right? She got yeah. the secondary powers. Yeah, she had like the. She looked like she was on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So now does she have both? Because I know she went binary again recently. I, I think, think for, she can. She do I think she can, but I'm not sure. But so that's her. And now, do you know who that other Captain Marvel is? The one we only see part of. No. Super Marvel. It's close. 
there's a re- I think there's a reason why they're not showing all of them. That's DC's. Shazam. Yeah. Actually, with the color they show, that's Captain Marvel Junior. Well, they show a tiny cape next to the big cape. Yeah, but the blue. Captain Marvel Junior wore blue. Shazam wore well. The other real Captain Marvel wore, wore red. Oh. But I thought that was a fun little touch, since they're using all the they're saying all these Captain Marvels, and you know his name was Captain Marvel. You know they just can't show all of them really because, you know, they get sued. But I thought yeah, was- I guess. I mean, I never really considered him a Captain Marvel. He was a you know just had the same name, but he was a different person totally. You know. Well, but so are all these other ones. No, but they're all aren't they all from like? I guess you're right. No, because I mean, she has powers from the Kree, but she's not Kree. the The original Captain Marvel was, you know, from Marvel was Kree, and okay. the other one, Monica, has nothing to do with the Kree whatsoever. So it's just anyone called, you know, they're just saying all the different Captain Marvels from each universe. That's yeah, all. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I thought that was a fun little thing. It's like, yeah, we're using him. We just can't show him. Oh, you can see his little cape. Yeah, his cape and his legs. Enough that you, if you know who it is, you know it. Yeah. Yeah, if I sent you a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, that's him. All right, so the next part we have is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Power Stone. Yeah, which for some reason is a giant size. Yep. It's a rock the size of a mountain. It's so large that the nearby store orbits the planetoid that the, the stone sits on. That's going to have to change when somebody gets the, gets all six, right? Makes a Infinity Gauntlet, right? Because he can't. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll have to do something about that. So they're showing the people coming against them because that's the the talons on the page with the stone where you see the giant stone. Yeah. So the guy underneath that, that's one of the talons. And then underneath that, the the Chitauri. Those are the guys from the villains from the first Avengers movie. This is who the Chitauri is who Thanos is is conquered or no? Yes. Yes, he has. Which fits because remember, like I said, that's the villains from the first. That's the army from the first Avengers movie. Although Starlo and Starlo looks weird with the beard, he does. He looks like his father. Yeah, I thought he was. I do like the whole scene there while him and Gamora are arguing with Nova Rocket Groot and Ant Man sitting there with the same all the same way. Yeah, they're all just kind of hanging out, waiting. Um, Rocket's not happy. None of them are happy. Yeah, I guess so. Rocket's the most unhappy. He's always unhappy. Base is just as much yelling as Earth. I don't want to go to Earth. No offense, I know you're both from that crap hole. And then, of course, we got the Super Scroll coming back, you know, from wherever he was. Yep, figured out where the time stone was. And he got it. Oh, he's on the planet Sakaar. Duh. Sakaar's a planet from Planet Hulk. Oh, yeah? The Hulk was a gladiator. So, but that planet was not supposed to exist? Is that what they were saying? I mean, it was, it was, it was supposed just, to be destroyed? Yeah, it blew up at the end of the Planet Hulk story. Like they say, the time stone is beyond even my sight, but there are strange occurrences throughout the cosmos that indicate a reordering of our existence. Who did it? Who, who brought back know. the planet? I wonder if it has something to do with the whole uh, Secret Wars. Because Secret Wars, remember, reality was completely destroyed and we, we brought back. So I wonder if it has to do with that whole thing. Yeah, maybe. Then why would they know? You know, you can't expect everything to stay the same. But then how would he know? 
you know? Oh. Like a uh, uh, clerk. Like, and he knew to go to that planet because he knew it didn't exist, and now it does. I think that's why. I think when they said well, it didn't exist. Well, the person narrating says, I would go there. That's one uh, place I would look. But it, we don't know whether what he was, if he went, why he went there or not yet. Yeah, you're right. So many questions. Well, that's what this whole thing was. It's it's prime, you know. It's setting up all the store, all the things for the Infinity Countdown story, like Adam Warlock coming back out of the cocoon. I mean, out of the, out of the so pyramid. Creepy. He's doing his Ebenezer Scrooge impression. Yeah. You there, boy? What year is it? In such it's a, a creepy kind of... way. And like you said, we see Thanos with the uh, Chitari. He's uh, ruling them. I think he's bored. He just goes around. He recently he's been like conquering places and ruling them until he gets leaves. I think he's just bored right now. He just stares at them as they all bow to him. He's probably planning how to kill each one of them. Mm. I'm going to decapitate you. I'm going to cut, it, rip out your heart. I'm going to rip off your arms, let you bleed to death. Uh, you, I'm going to punch really hard into the brain, until the bones from your nose go up into your brain. Because you know he's Thanos. That's what he does. What he does. Oh, so Magus is on Ego's planet. Or Ego's yeah, head. Yeah, he's on Ego. Oh, and that's... what I mean? Where he's all, like, soft. Like yeah. The, uh... Yeah, but that's why, duh. See, that's why... I mean, even though I reread it recently, you know, I read that a few days... read this a few days ago. The person doing all the narration is the contemplator. The guy... The head he's holding. Oh. Oh, Okay. That's the guy narrating everything, all the cap- all the words in the caption boxes. Yeah. That's the contemplator talking to him. The contemplator is one of the uh, elders of the universe, like the collector. Yeah. Or the runner, those guys, or the gardener, if you remember who they are. Yeah. Okay. But he was dead already? Because they said he took a, he just, um, what is it? He dug me up. Oh no! You stole me from my meditation. Never mind. Yeah, he said he cut his head off. And cut his head off. I like how he gets back at him. He's like, I made sure somebody saw you. He's like, I don't care about Thanos. I'm like, no, I'm not worried about. I wasn't talking about Thanos. And there comes Ultron to kill the Magus. Yeah, that was pretty cool because you kind of thought that you know Magus was going to be a big role in the movie. I mean, in, the, in this series, story. yeah, story, and he's not unless he comes back, which he might. No, yeah. Right now he's dead. And he's killed by Yultron. Timtron. Yeah, Yultron took over Hank Pym's body. I I don't think I've read that yet. Uh, I think it was the Uncanny Avengers run that started after Secret Wars. And so he has the Soul Stone. And meanwhile, little Hank Pym, you know, the actual soul of Hank Pym is stuck in the stone seeing old woman Gamora. Dum dum dum. What's gonna go on there? Well, we'll find out. So, how'd you like this one? Good. You know, as you can see, there's really not much to say. You know, it's just like, okay, this guy gets it, so he yeah. has it. It's just kind of setting up everything, basically. It's setting up the yeah. whole thing that's gonna happen in the storyline. It's not bad. It's a good story. You know, it's good. It's good yeah. uh, setup. You know, it's just not. Yeah. Not much to say about it. You know, we went through pretty quickly. We we're just like, all right, he got it. And now this other guy got it. And everybody has it. Yeah. We are. 
Well, that's like, I guess that's why they made it Infinity Countdown Prime and not Infinity Countdown 1, because it's not really like number one. It's kind of like a zero. It's kind of like, this is where everything's going to start from. Gamora's so old looking. But that's only part of her, remember? It's part of her second Soul Stone, because we saw the actual Gamora arguing with Star-Lord earlier. That's why Gamora wants to find the Soul Stone. She's like, part of my soul stuck in there. So whose uh, story do you like the best in here? Uh, let's see. There's Wolverine, Hank Pym, Turk, Super Scroll, Captain Marvel. The Guardians. Guardians. Adam and Thanos. Although, again, because they're going to be such important parts, probably they only get like a page each. Just based on right here, I'd have to go with uh, Pimtron because I like Hank Pym the best. But I, I, overall, though, I, I probably would have to say um, Adam Warlock because I read the most about him. You know, he's probably got the biggest role in the story. Yeah, but I would say at least in this issue, the one I like the best, entertain me the most in this issue is the Wolverine story, just for the whole Wolverine Loki stuff. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was a cool, uh, you know, back and forth between them. Yeah, be reasonable. You in in template bully dwarf. Intemperate. That's it. Be reasonable, you intemperate woolly dwarf. Yeah, Loki's cool. Wolverine gets on my nerves. You know, he's just annoying. He's so confident. Yeah. <laughs> they make him so great. But I can't see, like, I mean, really, Ultron is not stupid. He's very, you know, he's a robot. He's got, like, a shitload of robots. So he's going to send enough to that would take out Wolverine. Eventually, probably. It just kind of seems kind of silly. You know, I know the story. I mean, I know how stories go. So, you, But uh, I understand. But, you know, really, if you think about it, I mean, it would be no contest. I'll try and be like, all right, I know Wolverine can beat five of my guys, so I'll send 30. Yeah, although the problem now is that Wolverine can teleport away. Yeah, but even with teleporting, I mean, obviously he's not using it to uh, the space stone to the best of his ability just for teleporting i mean that doesn't i mean nightcrawler can teleport yeah but because he has a space zone remember i mean wolverine even if he's not going into outer space wolverine can go well i'm in canada now okay i'm gonna go to california bye you know, yeah like, maybe. Nightcrawler can teleport but nightcrawler can't go further than what he can see maybe then but then if that's i mean then that makes the that would make the story a little bit cooler you know if they were chasing him and he was just like oh f- i'm there's 30 of them. I'm, they're going to f- kill me and take the stone. And I have to, bam, he's switched out of there. You know, and he's hopping back and forth between different countries and shit. And all these Ultrons are coming after him. And Loki's trying to chase him, too. He's like, f- you, man. You're just as bad as Ultron. That would make it cool. But whatever. I'll give you, good. I'll, I'll give you a hint. You're not going to have to care about Wolverine for long in this series. Are you going to kill him again? No. But... If you look on the back there where they tell you all the different one-shots and miniseries coming out of this... Yeah. Most of them you can see why. Captain Marvel. Well, that makes sense, right? Right. Daredevil, because Turk. Uh, Darkhawk, because those raptors are basically... Darkhawk is like a good version of the raptors. You know, that's why he gets one. And then there's Black Widow. You notice Black Widow is not in the series at all. Okay. In this one-shot. Here's a hint. There's no Wolverine. There's no Infinity Countdown Wolverine one shot. Yeah, but he always finds his way into everything. Yeah, but he won't be here for long. Okay. You, you're positive? Yep. 
I don't even know. It's not that I hate him. You know, I don't mind him being in there. They do they do cool stuff with him, but you know, it's annoying. Understood. But yeah, like I said, he's the best really pick- cool, and uh, he was really cool. And um, what's the story where they go back in time? Age of I think it's Age of Ultron where he went went back in time and killed Ultron. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Yeah, that was a really good story, and I could see him being the one to do that. Yeah, but I actually mean sometimes like they use him too much. Yeah, and he's just all so badass, and nobody could ever kill him, and he can overcome anything. He's not supposed to be the best. I mean, he's, he's you know... <laughs> the best there, He's not supposed to be the best there is at what he does? At what he does, but, you know, not the best there is ever, you know? At, at everything. Yeah, he's not better than Cyclops. Yeah, I know. They, they, went, they, they jumped a shark with him a little while ago. I think yeah. they should have kept him... I think they should have kept him dead for a few more years. They really should make it like they. I mean, it's. I thought he was much cooler when you know, he wasn't a f-ing zombie. You know, when he yes, he could heal, but he still could die. Like when he got stabbed in the heart and by uh, uh, Shadow Cat, and they weren't yeah. sure if he was gonna live or not. Like yeah, yeah. You know. it, like it took him like two or three months to heal. Yeah, that was cool because I mean, still anybody else would be dead. Yeah, he lived. It just took a while to get better. Yeah. Yeah, now they've actually shown him, like, survive a nuclear explosion. Yeah, that's silly. Because then, yeah. then, you know, with everybody, you're like, oh, okay, well, Deadpool's like that, too. Yeah, Deadpool's supposed to have a better healing factor than him. But how could it be better if you were, <laughs> oh, I can survive a nuclear bomb. Well, I'm even better. I can survive two nuclear bombs. Well, it was, I mean, it was better than his before. Yeah. But, yeah. Before they, before it went too crazy. Before they would, before it went to the fact that he could be basically burned completely alive down to bone and then regrow in like two minutes. Yeah, that's a little silly. Especially with like, you know, the things I remember the most with him is like, uh, you know, Days of Future Past, where he was blown to Kill. bones and he was dead. What? Have you ever read uh, a Superman comic? Not in the last few hours. Oh, I was just checking, right? Just checking. Hey everyone, my name is Michael Bailey, and I have been a fan of Superman for as long as I can remember. In 1987, I started collecting the Superman comics as a going concern, which led me down a long and winding comic book-filled path to 2007 when I first started podcasting. Well, it's 2017, and because it's been 10 years since I started podcasting, and 30 years since I started reading Superman full-time, I thought it might be fun to start a new show called It All Comes Back to Superman. It All Comes Back to Superman will be my monthly reaffirmation of my Kryptonian faith, where I will pick out something about the Man of Steel and discuss it. Sometimes I'll be alone. Sometimes I'll have a guest. No matter how many people get involved, Superman will be the focus. It All Comes Back to Superman is part of the Fortress of Bailey Tube Podcasting Network. New episodes will drop on the 28th of every month. This show and all of the other programs that are part of the Fortress of Baileytude podcasting network can be found at www.fortressofbaileytude.com. This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is radio on demand. 
a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. All right, so next episode, we are going to be covering Infinity Countdown 1 and 2. Wow. We're really getting on it now. It took a while to get the ball rolling, but now once it's rolling, it's going full speed. Yeah, stuff's going to happen. Yeah. We're really snowballing now. All right, we'll see you next time. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended, or happening, or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page. And I need a minute. You there? Yeah. All right. One minute. I'll be right back. Okay. Do the promo without me.